Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is time for today's AM Minnesota program. My guest, Amanda Summers, who's program coordinator for the Minnesota FFA Foundation. I'm going to be talking about all the great work that the Minnesota FFA Foundation does and how maybe you can get involved too. Amanda, thanks for coming on the program again. Thanks for having me, Jerry. It's always wonderful to be here and talk about FFA with you. Any chance I can get. Now, did you hear that song going into the program, Don't Rock the Jukebox? You could hear that, right? I could hear that. That's right. So here's a real question. Do you have to be as old as I am to even know what a jukebox is? Or did you do you know what a jukebox is? Oh, I sure know what they are. And in fact, whenever we get, when we get the chance to get out as a family, my kids even like to play music on them if they have them. We, we are big, big music fans in our house. I was wondering how many of those kids down at the National FFA convention, the 70 some thousand of them, would know what a jukebox was. <laughs> Times well, have changed. The odds are probably not in your favor, Gary, but maybe the chaperones or the advisors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe sure. not maybe not the members. We might be dating ourselves yeah. there a little bit. <laughs> but boy, what a treat to go down again to the National FFA convention. I heard that we set a record more than seventy one thousand FFA members and guests at the convention. That's a lot of blue jackets. That's a lot of blue jackets, Jerry. I heard the same thing. It was it was incredible. We had over a thousand uh, FFA members, chaperones, advisors from Minnesota, which is a huge number from Minnesota itself. And we're, I mean, FFA is growing rapidly, Jerry. We have so much growth here in Minnesota. It's exciting. Um, it is it is a challenge to keep up with on the teacher front. You know, we can't can't find enough teachers to teach that many students for how quickly we're growing but but it's really it's really um rewarding to find out that our our school administrators and our community members are really taking hold of what ffa has to offer our youth and and run with it and they want the program in their schools and and it's just exciting here in minnesota (laughs) i think i read somewhere nationwide is there close to like a million ffa members something like that yes that's correct that is correct that's an incredibly large youth organization coordinated from one end of this country to the other, including what Puerto Rico and the, the Virgin Islands. It's just mind boggling. And, and you alluded to it. it. It's, it's so exciting that we're seeing all of these new programs. Faribault High School, Faribault BA, and now Northfield is, is starting mm-hmm. a program. Mm-hmm. And these aren't inexpensive programs to run, but we must really be getting the word out about how special the FFA is and that it is worth the additional cost. That's correct. You know, we always share the 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 uh, stat that our students that are in FFA graduate at a 10% higher rate than, than other students who are not involved. 
but it's also so much more than that. And and you know this, Jerry, but it's communication skills, it's um, job interview skills, it's so much more uh, skills to make them, you know, a great a great employee in the future. And and businesses and industry partners are really taking hold of that, and and that's really getting around to our schools. And and these administrators are really are really curious. And and I know Lab and Rada are Minnesota. Uh, FFA executive director receives a ton of calls from school administrators on a weekly basis that are just curious and want to know what they can do to get FFA in their schools. When I'm talking to those FFA members at state convention or national convention, especially if they're getting up there, junior or senior, I always like to ask them what their thoughts are about the future. And it's really exciting when one says uh, they want to become an ag teacher. Even better, right? We have we have a pretty big shortage of ag teachers here in Minnesota. Uh, just trying to keep up with the demand that we have in our schools and the growing number of SSA members, uh, which is of course a good problem, right? That's a great problem to have to to try to meet that demand. But we are always encouraging students to go into ag education. I mean, there's there's no more rewarding career, I think, if you talk to our ag teachers than what they do on a daily basis, and and realizing the difference they make and 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 what better reward as an ag teacher to have a student that's going to go to college to be an ag teacher because <laughs> because of what you've done in that classroom well some things never change this is way back in the 70s when i graduated with a degree in ag education i had superintendents calling me wanting me to come and take a look at their schools. And there was a shortage back then, and there still is. So we have to continue to get that word out about what a rewarding career it is. But they are really busy people, those egg instructors. Oh, some of the busiest, I think. You know, we we have a, a dairy farming background, Jerry, right? We know what busy is, what busy is like, but our egg teachers manage so many things. Um, you know, they're a teacher, first and foremost, but they also help with other things. They're helping with study halls, and they're helping cover classes, and then they're an FFA advisor, and they are preparing students for contests for when they go to state and national convention, and they are running FFA meetings. You know, they are they are really a jack of all trades they teach they teach anything from welding to food science to all across the board and they are they are um jacks of all trades for sure but they are they are some of the busiest people that i know but also we are so grateful for them because what we do here at the ffa foundation couldn't happen without our teachers and and we hope that all of our teachers or any of them that are listening know how important they are to to the student's success and and their future in agriculture. And that uh, leads right to the mission of the Minnesota FFA Foundation. But before we get to that, one more point about those ag teachers. And it takes a special person and the right personality to getting to know the kids and to know how hard or far you can encourage and push them. But and, And to help those students find their passion I'm really dating myself again. The judging contest. You call them career development events. I still sometimes call them judging contests. But encourage these young kids to continue to try different things to help them find their passion. 
That's right. And, you know, I see some of, the, I see so much of that. I work with the scholarships piece of the Minnesota FFA Foundation and, and I read that all the time when our students are applying for jacket applications or Tracy scholarships or whatnot that, that their teacher and what they studied in FFA really influenced what they're going to college for. I just, I just read one the other day and the gal said she had no idea about plants or, uh, plant ID or any of that and now she's going to college, uh, for that because of a contest that she did within FFA. And there is, I mean, that's incredible when you're making that kind of a difference in a student's life. And to continue to get the word out that dating myself again, back when I was in the FFA, it was mainly guys that lived out on a farm, growing up on a farm and wanted to be in production agriculture. But now it is so much more than that. We need in this big field of agriculture, we need chemists and we need, uh, you know, computer geeks. I mean, the, the list is endless. Yeah, I mean, agriculture is so vast, and we and we all know that, you know, if if probably the people listening, <laughs> but the but the general public doesn't always know that that agriculture touches so many things. There is. There is, you know, just an endless amount of careers that relate to agriculture for our students available. Um, you know, we try to do the, we do the career fair every year at the state FFA convention and we try to bring in folks just to share with our students the opportunities that they would have for them after graduation. Because there's so much, you know, like you said, science-based careers and, you know, we all eat and we all wear clothing and we all, you know, have any, Every day, everything we use on a daily basis is related back to agriculture. And there's just so much opportunity for careers in agriculture, but it's just making sure students are aware of that and, and also allowing our, our sponsors and business partners and all those involved in agriculture to share with our students yeah. as well what's, what's available for them when they, when they grow up. We have to take a break for the markets here, Amanda. When we come back, we want to talk about some of the specific ways that the Minnesota FFA Foundation helps uh, the egg teachers and the scholarships. It's really a part of, of your role there. But I have to tell you one more thing that happened to me this last year at the National FFA Convention. And it's really a kudos to this incredible organization. But it was about 530 on Thursday, and I've been at the media center all day and the career fair, which is across the big hallway in the big convention center there. Mm-hmm. And a couple of guys walked by and they sat down. And of course, in case you noticed, I like to talk to people. You have noticed that? <laughs> I've noticed that. Yes, yeah. I do. Yep. Yep. So I enjoy it, it. <laughs> it turns out that they were a couple administrators or teachers from an ag school in Scotland. And they had heard about this incredible FFA organization. So they got a booth in the career fair. And I wasn't very happy about this part of it. They were over here trying to recruit some of our great kids to go over there to go to school. And I said, Uh. well, I'll cut you some slack as long as you make them promise to come back home again when you're done. (laughs) <laughs> but isn't that, here, here's another country in Europe, right? And yep. they they said, we have nothing like the FFA. And we'd heard it was such an incredible organization. And they were over here trying to recruit them. And, and I said, and so many of the agribusinesses, the larger ones, are international. And I said, wouldn't that look really good on someone's resume that they'd done uh, on some undergraduate or postgraduate work 
overseas if, if they're trying to get a job with a company that deals internationally. Correct, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking, you know, the U.S. here, but Jerry, you're yes. talking so yes. much bigger, right? Yeah. The message is really getting out there. Yep, isn't that something? And That's you know, incredible. Yeah. If you aren't shy and you just start talking to people, you meet the most incredible people sometimes. That's right. That is right. Wow. Well, I hope they offered to bring you over to do a radio show in Scotland. Uh, well, I'm not shy, but I wasn't quite that bold to say, hey, uh, fly me over and I'll do a few yes. interviews with you. Bring me over. <laughs> Stand by, Amanda. As I mentioned, after the break, then we'll talk about some incredible ways that individuals have helped the Minnesota FFA Foundation, a future of agriculture like the Tracy Scholarship. You stand by, Amanda. First, we have to take a break for the markets, sponsored by the KDHL Agro Boosters, and they include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helps protect all things important to you. Also, L&K Concrete, LLC in Faribault, locally owned. Locally operated and managed, of course. Custom concrete, flat work, handyman services. They prep it and pour it. Book your spring project now and receive 15% off the total cost. For more information, go to l-kconcretellc.com. Soybean and hog futures are higher. Cattle and corn are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With more than 50 corn lines to choose from, Stein offers elite genetics with a broad range of traits. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are higher as crop weather remains mixed in Brazil, too dry in some areas, too wet in others. China bought another 110,000 tons of U.S. soybeans this morning, the second day in a row with an announced sale. January beans are up 14 and three quarters at 1378 and three quarters. January is up 11 and a half at 1390. December bean meals sixteen dollars thirty cents higher at four fifty three eighty. December soybean oils down fifty three points at fifty twenty seven. Corn's lower. Late U.S. harvest activities faster than average, even in some key states trailing their normal paces. Argentina has received rain with more on the way as the trade also monitors that weather in Brazil. December's down one and a quarter at four seventy six, and March corn's down a penny and a half at four ninety one. And wheat's mixed. Winter wheat planting and emergence are close to normal with the USDA's crop condition rating up slightly on the week. Forecast you have some much needed rain ahead of dormancy in parts of the southern U.S. plains. December Chicago's one and three quarters higher at 577 and a half. With questions about the band, December cotton's down 86 at 77.14. But uh, rice is mixed, adjusting spreads. Most active January's up one and a half at 1582. Live and feeder cattle are lower on fund liquidation at a widespread direct business. Actually, December lives up 40 at 181.72. Everything else is down. February lives 50 lower at 181.47. March feeders are down 25 at 238.85. And hogs are up, supported by yesterday's higher close in the pork carcass cutout value, more than $4 higher. December's up 155 at 73.95. And February leans up 140 at 77.35. Crude oil is below $80 a barrel. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. The market update also sponsored by these KDHL Agro Boosters, T&W Towing, your heavy-duty towing and recovery experts, and 321 Fence in Faribault, specializing in top-quality fences for residential and commercial properties, livestock fencing too. Contact Micah, go to 321FenceInc.com. My guest on today's AM Minnesota program is Amanda Summer. She's a program coordinator for the Minnesota 
FFA Foundation. And maybe we should back up for just a bit, Amanda, the mission of the Minnesota FFA Foundation, basically to do whatever you can to help FFA, the advisors, uh, the administrators in Minnesota. Pretty simple, isn't it? Do what you can to help. That's right, Jerry. It is, it, you know, you, you pretty much summed it up. Our our mission is to support strategic partnerships and financial resources that promote and enhance premier leadership, personal growth, and career success for Minnesota youth in agriculture education. So you summed it up beautifully. But we do everything we can to support Minnesota FFA, Minnesota ag teachers, and youth studying ag education across Minnesota. And one of the you mentioned that uh, you work a lot with is the scholarships, and we better talk a little bit about the the James Tracy Scholarship. Uh, what a legacy that that man left to to help the youth in agriculture. He is. I wish I had a chance to meet him because what an incredible man and what a great soul to to leave. Uh, he left his entire estate to the Minnesota FFA Foundation several years ago. Uh, he supported you know. Many, many hundreds of thousands of scholarships for students across Minnesota. Uh, the scholarship is now, the program is now in its ninth year of existence. Thanks to Mr. Tracy for donating that is his entire estate. He had cropland. He had homesteads. He had equipment. He donated almost all of it to the Minnesota FFA Foundation and then also a 40-acre parcel to the Randolph FFA chapter for their use as a chapter. So he benefited, you know, hundreds of thousands of students uh, with this simple gift that he made to the foundation. I always do a weekly Randolph FFA update, and it's kind of fun talking to those kids. And and they talk about that big... uh, lab that they have out there, 40 acres, where they are making all the decisions on managing and operating that 40 acres as a farmer would. And it's the same principles, whether you have 40 acres or 4,000, they do it all. That is correct. Mm -hmm. That is correct. And what a great way for those students to learn. They're hands-on. They're doing it together. They're working as a team, making all their management decisions. I just the program that they have is incredible, and what a great opportunity for their chapter because of because of Mr. Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Now, I just got an email which prompted the call to you or the email to you and Val yesterday about uh, the scholarships are now open for FFA students to apply for the Tracy scholarships this year. Yeah, that's correct, Jerry. The scholarships just opened. Uh, we try to open those in early November. Uh, they will be open until February 1st. That is the deadline for students to apply. Um, it is open to 4-H members as well as FFA members, so they can be in either organization and apply for the for the scholarship. Um, they can be a graduating senior or they can apply while they're in college as well. Uh, we do $2,000 scholarships and, and they have to be a, a student that lives in Minnesota and they have to be going to school to study an agriculture related career. That was Mr. Tracy's intentions when he donated his estate that the funds be used for scholarships uh, for students that are going to pursue a career in agriculture. He was very passionate about continuing to support the the agriculture industry and, and build our youth. So those those scholarships are open. They can go to our website. The link is, is on the homepage or it's under scholarships. Uh, but we really encourage everybody to apply because it is an incredible program. Uh, we will recognize them on stage at State FFA Convention in April. And 
just a really rewarding program and something we will be forever grateful for is is his gift and his his interest in in supporting a planned gift to the foundation and how does the foundation work or is it all set up so whatever assets are there then you can use whatever return there are like on those assets whether it's interest or whether it's uh cash rent for the land and then you can use that money so you don't touch a principal so that's there indefinitely is that how it kind of set up amanda yeah yep that's how his estate is set up yep we use the interest only for the scholarships each year and you know when this is this is a multi-million dollar gift uh because of his farmland and his estates and so that awards a lot of scholarships on an annual basis but yeah every every we have a lot of of, uh, options for planned gifts if folks are are interested you can do a life insurance gift you can do a an estate gift you can do an endowment there there are a lot of options of of planned gifts that we are are ready and able to accept and you know there's there's other ways too you know it's harvest time right now so we accept gifts of grain and there are so many so many ways that folks can support the the foundation but as far as planned gifts go yes that is that is generally how they work and that's how his is 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 set up yep Uh, the key point though is if it weren't for the minnesota ffa foundation with all of this set up it would have been very difficult for Mr. Tracy years ago to set it up this way if you wouldn't have been able to be there to help. Correct. Right. Yep. And we, you know, we don't pride ourselves on everything, but we have a lot of great resources that, that help us in knowing all the, the ins and outs of these gifts. And so if somebody is interested, they can reach out to Val or myself and and if we don't know the exact answer, we'll find out from our financial uh, advisors and such, and they will help us through the process. But it is a really neat option. Mr. Tracy didn't have any children. He didn't have a spouse. Uh, so he chose to, to make this incredible gift and, and really for eternity for the difference that his scholarship, uh, this program will make. It's incredible. Uh, just think how many kids' lives Mr. Tracy is going to have an impact on over the next few decades. It's incredible, and I can't wait. I mean, we're in the ninth year of this program already, and just with the scholarships alone, it's a it's a big number. And I just, you know, as this continues to grow, I just, the impact he made, I don't think he even would know at the time how big of an impact it would make, right? I mean, it was just the difference he can make, the scholarships, he's allowing students to go to college, he's helping them, you know, pay tuition. I mean, just there, the opportunities are endless for what he chose to do. So we just would, you know, if anybody, you know, listening is considering that opportunity or would just like more information, we'd be happy to visit with them because just know that that impact that, that a gift would make to the foundation is, would be more rewarding than, than most. And you mentioned too that maybe life insurance or something. So if they are uh, an individual with a spouse and you have children, but you have done very well in your life, and you say, I'd maybe like to take this much and send it to the FFA to have an impact on kids' lives. I'll bet that happens a fair amount too, doesn't it? Versus Mr. Tracy that hears everything and manage it to the best of your ability. Yeah, definitely. We have a few. Uh, we definitely have room to grow in that area, but we have a couple and we, uh, you know, it's, it's a very easy process really once it's set up and, and we'd be happy to manage that. But 
Yeah, it's it's a really neat opportunity, and I think there's a lot of room to grow there. If somebody's interested, uh, we'd be happy to share about that. But it is it is a really great way to. You know, if if you've done well for yourself and you're looking to support others, you know, in addition to your own family, that's a great a great way to consider doing it. So we should mention too, probably how the Minnesota FFA Foundation is governed. But I was looking on your website and and your board of directors. Boy, talk about diverse experiences and and uh, people that have really done something and they're giving back to the FFA by bringing their different expertise to the board we have an incredible board of trustees they are so vast as you mentioned and so talented and so well connected in their their business and community partnerships we are we are very fortunate to have some really neat individuals on our board um, with a lot of different knowledge Uh, i will share we have a lot of very talented financial minds on our board. We have a lot of very well-connected community partners on our board, uh, but they are really, you know, all 20 of them make the decisions on behalf of, uh, you know, we work very closely with them as a staff, but they make a lot of really, a really good management decisions uh, for us. And of course, always with FFA members and advisors and folks, uh, students studying AF&R classes in the best of their interests. So we are we are very blessed with the board that we have. We only have, I can't believe it, about five minutes left, Amanda. But wanted to mention uh, the Blue Jackets Bright Future program, too, that the foundation is involved in. And, boy, a very small contribution can here again change an FFA member's lives by getting that blue corduroy jacket. Yeah, the Blue Jackets Brave Futures program is one that's very near and dear to our heart next to the James Tracy program. And those are some of our very um, strongest and and most well-known programs, I think, that we operate. But, yeah, the Blue Jackets Brave Futures program, uh, we just had student applications close here a few weeks ago, and we had 1,020 applicants to the program. Uh, That is an incredible number. We had just a few more than that last year, but with our membership growing those have rapidly increased from years previous so we definitely have more interest in the program uh but like you mentioned a small contribution the the cost to support a jacket for an ffa member in minnesota is 90 dollars um they can make a contribution on our website if they're so inclined um there's a lot of ways they can mail a donation in uh, but these students complete applications they answer questions you know what um the younger members have to answer questions about what they plan to do with the FFA, what uh, career development events, and what, you know, if they want to run for an officer position or those types of things. Our older members that are applying have to answer questions about what they've done with the FFA and how FFA has impacted them and a potential career decision around agriculture, those types of questions. So they do have to go through that. And, and right now those applications are being reviewed by our, we have a review team of 10 individuals, uh, mostly board members that are interested in, in supporting the program. And, and it's a really rewarding program. Um, we've had oh, close to 4,000 FFA members that have been supported with this program throughout the entirety of it. Uh, so that's a really incredible impact that, that individuals and business partners are making uh, on FFA members. But 
I always say there is no better feeling than zipping up your very first blue jacket. And and thankfully, you know, we have great supporters and individuals that, that are willing to donate and make that program a success for our members. One of the other things I like to point out, Amanda, is that you kind of are working the foundation on, on the bigger picture. And sometimes someone might say, well, I don't have a lot of means, but maybe I could volunteer. Maybe I could help out in a small way. Well, there they could go and check in with their local FFA Ag Advisor. There's more than likely a local FFA Alumni Association, and they could always use help with time and helping clean, you know, do all sorts of things that would really help even on a local level. Oh, absolutely, yes. Not everybody has the ability to make a donation, right? And so um, our ag teachers would graciously accept their help, whether it's coming in as a classroom speaker or coming to help at an FFA chapter meeting or cleaning, like you said, or sorting fruit when that comes in here in the next month or so. Um, There's really so many options and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, the local FFA alumni chapters, if they have one, but there is really so much, so much opportunity for volunteering uh, that, you know, wouldn't have to be a, wouldn't, they wouldn't have to stand in front of a class to speak if they don't like to be in front of people. They could be behind the scenes helping planning, me, planning a meeting or an event or such, but there is definitely opportunities and they can get in touch with their local FFA advisor. That's a great way to start. I've always said those egg teachers, how many career development events are there, Amanda? A lot, right? There's a lot. I don't even yeah. know the exact and, amount, to be honest with you, Jerry, and, but there is a lot. And one <laughs> one person, one advisor cannot be well-versed in all those different areas. But there again, where you have local community members that have experience in banking or carpentry or masonry, on and on it goes to be able to help the, maybe coach that uh career development event or that judging team. It's, it's just endless about people with all sorts of skills and time that could help out the kids. That's correct. If you feel very passionate or have a, a talent in an area that you would love to share, I know those ag teachers in our Minnesota classrooms would take them up on that opportunity. There's there's just no way our teachers can know no, everything about, you know, everything. <laughs> um, they can know a little about a lot of things, and that's that's the the true passion of our ag teachers, but there is so much opportunity if if folks in the community have something they'd be willing to share, talents, time, treasures, whatever that might be. But our, our SSA advisors, I'm sure, would be well, gracious to accept that. I can't believe it. We'll have to do this again soon. We've got the national news coming up. Always great talking to you, Amanda. Great to visit, Jerry. Thanks for sharing the great message of FFA. Amanda Summers with the national